0: Hmm?
1: Ah! Oh. You went there to betray us. To warn Negan that we were gonna fight. That's what you told Cal when you dragged him there. It's why Cal
2: left you there. Cal? Cal is delusional. What the hell?
3: Cal! Hey, come on, man. You, you know you can be dramatic. That, that thing with the sorghum pancakes, huh? You mean when you ate a little girl's pancakes? I did not eat
2: those pancakes! Z-heads. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason
1: and I'm Karen
2: and this is The Walking Deadcast episode episode 286
1: thousand <laughs> and um, so I wanted to apologize in advance um, for my podcasting today a couple of you probably know that my dad passed away um, four days ago and Jason because he's awesome and I love him said, hey, you you know, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah, you know what? This is my escape. It is my joy. It is my love. I love doing this. And so um, bear with me. Um, I've already messed up a bunch today, Um, you know, getting dates wrong and trying to schedule things. So just bear with me. I love you guys. Thanks for letting me do this. And thanks for letting me um, do something fun and light. I loved Even- it that you
2: wanted to podcast. And um, yeah, like I said, it's such an uplifting episode that I'm sure we're going to have <laughs> a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so, That's why
1: I was laughing when you started. I, I was laughing already when you said, oh, we're going to do this great episode. Yeah. And there, You know, there's it's, a, you know, for these troubled times, yeah. we're going to we're going to get through it together, brother.
2: All right. Well, let's let's get going.
1: <laughs> let's get going.
2: Attention shoppers, DeadCast top five in five, four,
3: three, two.
2: Okay, it's our DeadCast top five this week. It's our top five highlights for season eight, episode three, Monsters. (laughs) Bwahaha. So, what'd you think?
1: Um... Overall, mm-hmm. I liked it just fine. It, I gave it um, a, a even, uh, that's for you, Mr. Blog, an even four out of five brains. I thought it was a good, strong episode. Maybe not the best ever, but I thought there were good things about it yeah. that I'm excited to talk about.
2: Yeah, for me, um, there were a couple things that were annoying me early on. And then as the episode went along and developed that I was less annoyed by them in retrospect and I th- thought it ended in a really emotional way on a couple of different uh-huh. fronts that yes. that I really liked so I was yeah. left with a feeling of I mean you know it was of course really sad but just a feeling of um, oh wow that was a, a really impactful moving uh, thrilling and sometimes funny episode. so for yeah. me if you get me on an emotional level I'm willing to overlook a lot of other things yes, yeah,
1: yes, exactly, 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 and there were some things, and it, you know, to be honest, um this whole all out war um thing is a bit of a slog. Endless war is not my cup of tea, uh even during the best of times, but um <laughs> really not now, <laughs> it's been a hard couple of days,
2: well, at least uh, uh, then- Eric died though so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's cold.
1: <laughs> All right. But I'm just de- I'm determined to find the good in this and okay. there were some excellent moments.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. What's your number 5?
1: Let's do it. My number 5, I'm just going to jump right in with both feet. Mercy, the the concept of mercy versus mm the immediate killing of the saviors that surrendered. And it's basically the Tara uh, Tara and Morgan versus Jesus debate. And by the way, uh, before I go any further, I just want to say, Mark and Abby from last week's episode were awesome. (laughs) Everything about them was great. And one thing especially that Mark said – that I loved was he said something um, like it takes more strength to be, to be merciful. Yeah. And I love that. I really believe it's true. And I loved your discussion about that last week, uh, Jason with, with both Mark and Abby.
2: Yeah. And Jesus, uh, Jesus sort of touched on that this time. He said, there's war and then there's peace. We're going to have to live with these people after that kind of shows about the sort of necessity slash benefit of being merciful is you're either going to have to wipe your enemy out completely or else you're going to have to learn to live with each other. And I'm all for learning to live with people.
0: Me
1: (laughs) too. It's harder to deal with the logistics and the risks of prisoners, but it's the right thing to do. It just
2: is. Yeah. And we always did that do that as a country too, the United States.
1: Uh, Oh uh, yes. In fact, prisoners of war, have been part of wartime for millennia. I mean that prisoners of war have have been used uh, over and over. It's it's what happens during wartime when you have people who either are captured or or surrender. In this case, these guys actually surrendered, and yeah. prisoners of war are actually useful for prisoner swaps so there's a usefulness of keeping prisoners so they don't right now they don't know if anybody has been captured and maybe if they have they could do a prisoner swap so there's a usefulness to keeping them around
2: right also how you treat your prisoners like if you treat your prisoners well then the other side you'll have an agreement right and if you don't do that then they might not
1: and they're, and this is a good time to treat them really, really well and recruit them and say, you know, maybe um, uh, treat them well, feed them, um, uh, help them show, you know, t- show them, hey, this is a community that I know um, Negan must have told you that we're terrible people. But honestly, this is an amazing community. We do a lot here. We grow food, blah, blah, right. blah, because I think they're at Hilltop right now.
2: Right. And we have a lot of freedom. There's nobody like leading us that will want you in his harem or anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, let me tell you maybe about Darryl. Maggie. No, here's no, here's what here's what Maggie's all about, and maybe Maggie can kind of talk to them and mm-hmm. and you know for community building, this is how you do it,
2: right? And you'd think that if uh, like Morales, we'll get to Morales, but just if yeah. let's say he he was captured as a prisoner. And he has this idea that Rick is a monster, which is debatable at times. But if they did exactly what you're saying and introduced them to the realities of the community, he might be a a, a person who would flip.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's a there's a place in Morales that remembers who Rick is and and remembers that time back in Atlanta. So I feel like it's very possible that he could um, flip back. Yeah. and um i think for the people that they captured there's i mean and maybe not for all of them not jared <laughs> no <laughs> he's a long-haired guy that yeah. was a, a jerk it was whistling like he was whistling in the
2: hall of the mountain king like the the open sore that is morgan is like the last person that you want to taunt like that
0: <laughs> but <laughs> i just think it's so it. funny
2: that i i love that there's a character like jared who's just the biggest asshat ever
0: <laughs> right? in all
2: situations
1: and you can just see it's just grinding yeah. on morgan it's too. like poking
2: at yeah. him and then when morgan turns his weapon on him, he's like oh what <laughs> it's like well what'd you expect Dumbass. anyways go on i'm sorry
1: no that's really it that's really it my my hope is that these prisoners of war will be um useful and um and maybe will be Become useful members of the community at some point.
2: It's possible, but one thing that really bothers me about The Walking Dead is it tends to teach that mercy is going to bite you yes. in the ass.
1: Yes. I know, and that bothers me. And yeah. I, I heard yeah, and I heard you make that point to Mark and Abby, and that you're absolutely right. Time and time again, when you show anybody mercy, it always comes back right. to, to Which, get you. I'm sure no Gregory's, good goes unpunished
2: yeah Gregory's they're gonna regret keeping Gregory alive Yeah um, <laughs> yes it's gonna be fun to watch, okay, well, my number five uh, I my, mine are a little more um straightforward this time, but just the whole Ricky Morales, yes, I feel like <clears throat> I never really wanted to see Morales come back because I thought it was cool that one person just disappeared, and that's what happens in yeah. life sometimes. But I really think that if they were going to bring him back this was a really cool way to do it because basically he just functions as a way for Rick who is questioning his identity to reflect on his past, you right. know, and how he's changed. And right. coming face to face with this remnant of of his past and I think that worked really well. It reminds him of his former self and then bringing up Laurie and Shane and Andrea and Glenn just had a really had an impact like oh yeah this is from a kinder gentler version of of Rick and it seemed really effective and then when Morales learned that the widow that he mentioned was Glenn's widow and that uh the Rick of Alexandria was Rick I mean it was sort of a revelatory on both sides for them to because this is this all-out war I feel like is really the first time in The Walking Dead that we've had like a war. And it's analogous to real war where you're fighting people that otherwise may be your friends, you know? Right. And, and, and maybe
1: once were your friends. Yeah.
2: And I applaud The Walking Dead for um making it like that versus just uh, one group of people are bad and one people are good, you know? It's more right. interesting to reflect on... How they're just in the situation where they're supposed to fight each other, but they're all sort of they've all done bad things, but they're all humans.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: It was interesting to learn that Morales lost his family and then he says he lost his mind and the saviors found him and made him feel like he was worth something. Right. That's why he joined up with them. And he says to make it this far, I had to be something and. I was wondering. Well, what is that? And and he's sort of saying that Rick probably had to be something to make it this far too. Or it's that age-old Walking Dead thing where you do these dark things that you have to do to stay alive. I feel like there's this. We're really, really getting into some repetition with plot elements here. Yes. Where you know, <laughs> should you kill or not? And, we've
1: d- we've gone over this. We've tra- we've yeah. gone through this uh, a bunch
2: yeah and uh how dark does it have to be and and can you come back from that and it just there's these are different permutations of it and and at different levels maybe but i am starting to question does the walking dead have to tread over the same ground all the time or could it go somewhere else i don't know
1: I'm nodding when you say, could it go somewhere else? Yeah. I'm nodding. Yes. Yes, it could. Yes. I, yes, it could.
2: I, I want it to because, um, you know, I'm okay. I don't know. I feel, I'm hoping that this is like the grand finale of these themes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I, sucker. I'm
2: just tired. I'm tired of it. I mean, I'm well, not, I mean, I'm interested too. Uh, uh like the thing with Daryl coming in and, and killing um, Morales. Uh-huh. That was shocking to me. And oh, up until yes, that me too. point, I was sort of thinking, well, Morales is sort of explicating himself. He's saying, oh, yeah, we, you and I haven't yeah, seen each other and we're different right. now. And I'm like, well, you're kind of just saying all the thematic implications of this meeting versus having a normal conversation and letting us come to these conclusions ourselves Then and then but then when Daryl shot him I thought oh that's sort of one reason why they might want to do that because he's just not going to be around very long I thought he was going to be a character for a while and so I was wondering why he was just I don't know explicating himself like that I mean the show does that sometimes but um, it made a little more sense when I realized that was his only scene
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and Daryl dispatches him like he's a like he's a mosquito, mm-hmm.
2: and I guess Daryl. You know, It used to be turned around the other way There's a lot of that flipping Between extremes where yes. Daryl was yes. the one Sort of trying to temper Rick Like when they went right. into the hospital and Rick just wanted to kill everyone And Daryl I think pulled him back from that yes. And yes. Rick didn't want to Bring any new people into the group But Daryl told him no we gotta bring new people in Now Daryl's the one who's just Ready to kill at the drop of a hat Break the promise to the guy that Rick just promised um, <laughs>
1: Well Daryl didn't promise
2: Yeah I guess so. But <laughs> Daryl uh, went through that whole torture thing, and I think that's yeah. what really Daryl's m- messed pissed. him up.
1: He get, did get messed up. He had to listen to that song a lot. Yeah. And he was naked, and he's pissed off at the Saviors. And so he kno- he knew who Morales was, he claims. And it don't matter. It don't matter hmm. one little bit.
2: Well, yeah, but when Daryl uh, knew Morales, that was back when Daryl was just... Angry racist asshole Daryl, who hate pretty much hated everyone in the camp. So he was didn't he have like that. Yeah, when he first like,
3: "Where's my brother? What'd you do? You didn't bring him back!" Spire,
0: pow, <laughs> pop, pop, pop.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I've in my in my memory, I've totally put all of that on Merle. And well, I don't I've, know if he was
2: racist, but he was definitely angry.
1: He was definitely yeah. angry. I don't For know a if long, we actually long time.
2: saw any racist but yeah, and you know, rightly so they went off and came back without his brother but we we found out later that Daryl and Merle had planned to like rob the camp or something so he I think he's grown since then you know back then I yes. don't really f- think he felt connected to anyone so he didn't really have much of a connection to Morales like maybe if um I don't know let's I don't know I I was trying to think of another character who had left but it, pretty much everyone's dead Maybe if Heath had come back and he was a savior, Daryl might right. have felt differently about him. I don't know.
1: Right. That's a good... Mm-hmm. Heath's a good call, actually.
2: <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting the way they, they handled Morales coming back. I felt yeah. a little sorry for the actor, uh, Juan Pereja, because over the years he's like lobbied on Twitter for Morales to come back. Oh no and, kidding. And he comes back for one and a half episodes and now there's like no hope of anything for him. Before at least there was a chance he might have a some kind of a role. But I'm well, sure he was he, glad to come back and do something.
1: He could still he could still come back as a zombie because we didn't actually see him get the bolt in the head, did we?
0: Uh, we saw him get a bolt.
1: I mean yeah, we didn't actually we yeah, saw him go be... down, but we didn't see where he was because so he would come back as a Zed, that'd be nice.
2: Yeah, he could be, like, in one more episode. Or I don't know if he would be, like, their pet zombie that they'd keep around for the rest of the show. that'd be nice (laughs) I thought video games with. I like that he called him officer-friendly because that's what Merle called him up on the roof. Yeah. uh, And that's another sort of a contrast. Like, you're not officer-friendly anymore, are you? He also said something like, if our situations were reversed... Maybe my brains would be all over the floor right now, and I'm like, you might have a point there. You're keeping him alive. It's granted, it's because Negan told you to, but right if the situations were reversed. At least if this was a couple weeks ago in the timeline when Rick was just killing everything, uh, right? Morales might might as well, might well be dead. But I, I did think it was pretty cool that I mean I I just love that this whole thing with Carl I think has Rick questioning himself and how um, dark he's gotten. And in the midst of that, he meets this character from his past who was a friend and he is not, I don't think he wants to see Morales dead. And then Daryl comes in and kills him. And he was shocked by that. Well, do you know who that was? Yeah, I know it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. And then at the end of the episode, when he says promises that guy that he can leave and Daryl kills him, I think Rick is really on a path towards coming back towards being a more um, humanistic I don't know kind of compassionate person I hope and then he got the baby so if he hadn't went back and got that baby my whole feelings about Rick was about to shift Uh, I still think that you know not every character has to be a hero and I would still be interested but um, I wouldn't like him (laughs) <laughs>
1: right, right. As a person. But he got the baby. He got yeah. the baby. And by the way, do you think that baby Grace was uh, an homage to our listener Gracie? I think so. I think yeah.
0: so. <clears throat> yeah,
2: <laughs> that that makes a big difference to me, as far as, um, my estimation of Rick as a human being. If it, it, a hu- like night and day, if he had left the baby, to me he's a bad guy, and now he's back to being more or less a good guy again you
1: are you are so pro baby (sighs) yeah (laughs) you really are it's so interesting over the years um i i think zombie babies are kind of funny and you're like you're horrified by zombie babies (laughs)
2: uh
1: and and you are like you know being a good mom or a good like that the lori death scene you said that that was like the one that really got to you and um parents and children and babies and things like that you are just a big old softy and i'm sure it's because you now have two kids
2: yeah i you know maybe part of i don't know isn't everyone like who would be like and just leave the baby i'm
1: hard-hearted i
2: told
1: you i like zombie baby i like zombie baby yeah well that's different
2: but yeah leaving a baby i mean maybe a little bit with me um this is getting a little personal people i hope you don't mind but um <clears throat> my mom and dad were a high school fling and I shouldn't say dad he's my biological father but he just left right and didn't take any yeah. responsibility and so um, I think that really you know has stuck with me over the years like no I don't want to I don't ever want to be like that I'm I'm going to be a responsible father so I don't know if that has something to do with it maybe maybe not
1: <clears throat> that's why you're a good daddy
2: <laughs> thank all you All right, where were we all right well I think that's Yeah, I kind of rambled on about Rick and Morales. But um, even though it was a little bit too on the nose, I still thought if they were going to bring him back, that was a good way to do it, just to have Rick reflect on the past kind of and see, you know, kind of show how things have changed.
1: So uh, my number four is sort of related to that, which is The Fog of War. Did you ever see the movie, the Errol Morris movie with... um, that's about Robert McNamara, who was the Secretary of Defense uh, during the height of the Vietnam War.
2: I never saw it, but I, I kind of know about it. And I know about that term. And I think it totally applies to what's going on on The Walking Dead right now.
1: I it is exactly it. At first, I was like, I, it was frustrating for me because last three episodes, I've been having a kind of a hard time following exactly what their plan is. It's been confusing it's been really, mm. really confusing and then finally I just let myself um, uh, think, well, it's the fog of war. it's it, I don't know if the writers did this intentionally, but uh, and maybe and maybe the uh, characters understand exactly what's going on and what this plan is but um, things change in an instant and you have to make mm. crazy decisions during the height of battle. And this really does feel like, um, as as this arc is called, um, the all an all out war. So, um, I now believe that um, my confusion is part of um, this fog of war, and my confusion is totally part of mm-hmm. um, of what it is that that we're seeing. So,
2: well, my impression of that term too is things can happen, like when Morgan shot one of those uh, prisoners as they were all chained together but trying to escape. I feel like the fog of war sometimes is where somebody makes a decision like that and shoots a guy and realizes, oh, I actually didn't need to do that. Uh right. But it's just, it's hard to know in the moment. Yes. You know? and, yeah. It's,
1: oh, it's all part of it.
2: Right. Yeah. And so just bad stuff happens and sometimes you're, you just go out of your mind. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when I looked at it through that lens, um, I forgave the show all of my confusion.
2: (laughs) I do feel like, yeah, that um, they're not dwelling on the logistics of everybody's plans. Right. That if we went back and watched and paid a lot of attention to that, that we would have an even clearer idea i mean i know that rick and daryl were going to find they thought that there would be a bunch of guns at this place and um i'm pretty sure ezekiel is and crew are chasing after the guy that uh had thrown the grenade at them and they they want to go to his outpost and take it out but i'm not positive about that so, yeah, yeah, I I just feel like man. part of it is that they're not concentrating on that too much. Um, and I'm glad. I mean, we, yeah, by not spelling it out, it drops us into this sort of fog of war, like you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which exactly. is disorienting. And that's. Yes. That's what it's like, I right. guess. Well, it sort of goes into my number four, which is uh, Morgan and Jesus. Uh huh. And I think, like I said, Rick is questioning his identity and. Uh, wh- where he's gotten to as a person his comp- level of compassion and Morgan is more like just mentally fractured I mean he he's right. like the other side of the coin from where he was right. at before right. it's like once he broke in, through that barrier of killing someone then it just he became his opposite and I think he's crazy you know oh yeah yeah. He's not right. He no. said he's not right. And he knows it, yeah. And that was great. When and, and what really got led to that was um <clears throat> Jesus and him, fi- and he was saying some of the things to Jesus, like, "You think this person's going to change? He's going to come back and change." And that would have been something that someone would have, and probably did say to Morgan when he was sparing the wolf's life. Yes. And even back then, when he was on his um, "a whole life is precious" kick, it still felt kind of manic because it felt like, uh, "I have to do this," or "I'm like plugging my fingers in a dam, and if I take one out, the whole dam's going to." explode which it did
1: right right
2: and and so it still felt kind of unhealthy like with this wolf who was saying straight up uh if i get out of here i'm going to kill you and everyone else i can and yet (laughs) uh morgan couldn't kill him and i think at the time i was like yeah maybe it would have been an okay idea to kill this guy right Uh, i don't know but um anyways what got him to 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 kind of come out of his fog a little bit and go, I'm not right here was when Jesus, uh, Jesus won that fight. If you watch it, uh, he's dodging most of Morgan's attack, even though Morgan has a weapon and he's getting more hits in and then he disarms Morgan. Yep. And I was glad to see him win. (laughs) I know some of you guys are like, Jesus, you're a pansy and come on, Morgan. I, I like Morgan better when he's, he's all or nothing, but I like it better when he wants to kill not me, I was like, yeah, G- Jesus is Jesus is my spirit animal. He's like, <clears throat> be a badass when you have to, but show mercy and vulnerability and and raise your palm up like that. And so he's telling Morgan, is this over now? And yeah. he, he gives Morgan his weapon back and puts yeah. him, his own self in danger, just yep. sort of having faith that they're friends. And Morgan's yep. going to see that as an act of vulnerability and and not take faith. advantage of it yeah faith faith in friendship and it worked you know Morgan yeah. could have stabbed him in the neck right then sure
1: and he and he was like half an inch a fraction of an inch away from his neck with the bow staff yeah.
2: and, it was a uh, great moment Jesus
1: did, and Jesus didn't flinch
2: mm-hmm. and Morgan said I'm not right here that doesn't mean I'm wrong and it is debatable especially right. in war sometimes it's... you gotta kill right right uh, yeah. or you're gonna be killed yourself and the plan is to go in and take over, but he also acknowledged that I'm a little crazy right now, and maybe I shouldn't be here. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, this that's isn't the exactly. best place for me. <laughs> I'm feeling a little crazy, <laughs> so I'm gonna go over here for a little while. I I don't know where he's going, but um, please, please, producers, do not let him go far.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. And oh man, in Atlanta, I um. I can't remember, did I mention this last week? You listened. Uh, I did Uh a panel with um, Lenny James and Kari Payton and Cooper Andrews. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I think I did mention it. But at one point I said, I think Jerry and Morgan are kind of opposites because Jerry's like a ray of sunshine and Morgan has a dark cloud over his head. And the audience was like, whoa. And Lenny James kind of frowned a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, don't get me wrong, Lenny James is is amazing. He's one of amazing. the best actors ever and I love the character of Morgan. So so that's not a uh, an insult, that's a compliment, no. you know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. He's dark. <laughs> yes, and we like the dark characters. We love, yes. you know, his his tortured Morgan is one of my favorite things. His episode with Eastman was my very favorite episode. Yeah.
2: And, and even he- now when he's doing things that we might not agree with Right, he's still brilliant, and yes, we love watching yes. him. Right,
1: I like I like me the dark characters, <laughs> but I don't like a mean, and he never feels mean, you know. Yeah. Um like like uh, Negan feels mean. Oh yeah, and like the the schoolyard bully, but Morgan doesn't feel that way to me.
2: I guess I mean he feels like if you are on on the wrong side of his. Bo staff or whatever it is, Yeah. Joe stick. Yeah. You may be dead. He's impulsive. You know, he just killed that dude in the prisoner lineup, and that's not very nice. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but he's
1: not laughing about it.
2: No, no, he feels like it's it's necessary. Yeah. And Lenny James said something like, um, "He's got a deep pain, and he's just going to keep on killing until it goes away."
1: Oh. And- yeah, oh, come on, Morgan! Right no, he needs to find another Eastman to help him out of this. God, they all just need uh, a lot of. Um, they, they. Oh, God! I can't wait for this war to be over so that they can have a break and they can breathe for a minute. They
2: need to find a big, giant basket of kittens, <laughs> and then hopefully Morgan won't like start killing them all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was hoping you were not going to go there. The, the kitten killing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, people. I know some people
2: hate me for that. I'm just kidding. Hey, do you know about Redbox?
1: I do not know about Redbox. What's it's Redbox? It's these
2: kiosks uh, at the convenience stores. Uh huh. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And fast you can food restaurants, movies. grocery stores. Yeah. So you just go, it's mm-hmm. super cheap. It's all automated. So you don't even deal with anyone. You just check the screen to see what they have and yeah. you get dvds blu-rays and games well they're everyone are, knows that they're all about renting movies and video games for cheap but now they also sell used games starting as low as four dollars and 99 cents oh that's really cool slipping into an ad here by the way in case you guys didn't notice <clears throat> so um for the <laughs> price of one of those extra large caramel frap double espresso no foam two pump drinky drinks that you guys may or may not love you could start this legendary game night tradition you can play games all the way up into your bedtime and even later and i'm gonna do that because for the next two weeks it's just me and nico here uh jenny hey. took bodie to taiwan for two weeks hoping she'll come back i'm pretty sure she will yeah so uh, Sounds like she will. <laughs> nico loves games and uh for way less than you'd pay in the store, you can go rent or buy one of these games and keep your kids entertained for a month. Yay. Yeah, so that's gonna be cool. Buying games in Redbox is a way cheaper option and you can keep them forever. Right now, Rocket League, Skyrim, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and more are all for sale. So head over to the Redbox and do some game night on the cheap. Redbox, the smarter way to watch and play.
1: Thanks, Redbox. Thanks, By the way, Redbox. do you know what, do you know what Rocket League is? Yeah, I have it. Oh. It's really no, fun. kidding. We have we have it too.
2: Oh, we should play. You have a PlayStation 4?
1: I suck at it.
2: I know it's hard. It, I don't it really is. It either. And yeah.
1: yes, yes, we do. Uh, I started to get
2: some cool shots in, but nice. It really feels like So what Rocket League is, you guys, is um it's soccer but with cars. Yes. And it's this big <laughs> arena and you have these like little buggies and you race around and there's a giant ball. And it sounds goofy, but you, you really need it's soccer, awesome. uh, soccer strategy, because if you just follow the ball around, you're going to get schooled. So you have to position someone in the middle and then boot, you know, have someone from the outside boot it into them and shoot it in.
0: And it's, it's pretty fun. It's
1: really fun. And, and mm. gravity does neat things. Uh, and your, your buggy is really fun to control. And um, mm. it's great. And the graphics are beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's really good. This is
1: not a plug for Rocket League, but...
2: (laughs) Uh, While we're on the subject. Okay, well, let's change the subject. What's your number three?
1: Let's do it. My number three. um, I'm going to take a break from all the darkness and tell you one thing that I loved about the episode, and that is uh, that was really funny. That is Gregory trying to sweet-talk Maggie into being let back into Hilltop. (laughs) yeah. Oh, it was so great. I love angry Maggie. I think she's hilarious. And uh, I don't know if they mean her to be hilarious, but she is. She yeah. just looks so pissed off.
2: I think it was played a little bit for comedy because I think actually she would have been more effective if she would have been a little calmer. Uh-huh. But it was just, they were, it was uh, the goofy scene in the yes. episode, you know?
1: She was outraged and he was trying to, he's like, oh, I was Stop trying angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make peace. Some people who don't have a preoccupation with vengeance
2: might call that <laughs> yeah. heroic. He's, he's so s- good.
1: Oh, he's such a weasel. And I yeah. love that he says, he's like, Cal is delusional. And then <laughs> Cal pops his head over hey. and he's like, what the hell? And then he flips from the bird.
2: And it then was- he's like, oh, hey, Cal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's like, Cal, you always that word dramatic. You remember the sorghum pancakes? And Cal says, "You mean when you ate that little girl pancakes?" <laughs> and he yells back, "I did not eat those pancakes. It was awesome."
2: Was that a callback to something we knew about, or no? That's no, not okay. as far as I know. I'm glad. Yeah,
1: it was just a, it was just like a one minute little something that was thrown in there for Karen in, uh, <laughs> in her living room. So thanks, producers.
2: I loved it and one of my favorite thing about it too was he was just full of shit and begging and sniveling and then when she walked away he goes okay I was scared and that just has the ring of truth right and you can yeah. you know that in your own life when somebody finally says the truth it kind of uh yes you just feel like okay good that's uh, yeah. that that's kind of what caught Maggie's attention and then he proceeded to lie after that I think because he's like <laughs> I was Scared and I thought you know that I Knew you were gonna fight and I didn't think You would have a chance and and that That's all true and, and then he goes but now I see that your way is the way Yeah and uh, Really what happened is he fucking got kicked Out and he has no other choice right, <laughs>
1: right Exactly and It
2: Reminds me of uh, when I Was in junior high school and uh, my uh, My friend found The PE teacher's keys, the teacher had dropped them in the grass. And so we had the keys to the school. And so we would go to the school at night and just go into the gym and just like play basketball and stuff like that. Are you kidding me? Super thrilling. Yeah. But we were good kids. We didn't do any like vandalism or steal anything. We just wanted to be where we weren't supposed to be. Um, but then, um, my friend's brother found the, or he gave it to him or something and they went and they did vandalize and stuff and it Uh. became a thing. And then they traced it back to us and, um, I got called in the principal's office and (gasps) they asked me, you know, did you have these keys? And I'm like, well, I had a key and I went into the, um, PE room, but we didn't, uh, we didn't do anything. And they're like, okay, well, I'm glad that you were honest and told me that you had this key and then I just lied about everything after that like because we'd gone in several times but I told him it was just that once and uh, I guess that was the worst of it I mean we didn't we really didn't do anything bad but it just reminded me of that like if you tell someone one truth then uh they trust you and then you can lie after that (laughs) I was 12 years old, so.
1: I hope you learned your lesson, young man. I
2: did. I just said tell some of the truth and then you'll the trust you and then you can And then you
1: can, then you can build on it with lies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. That Cuz that's
2: what Gregory that. Gregory did. But anyway, that that's right here and there. But I I love that whole <laughs> section too and I I mean Gregory is a fucking weasel that I love to watch and he yep. totally reminds me of Seinfeld every time he's on the screen. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Okay. What's your number three?
2: Three, Ezekiel. Yeah. You have him? No. Nope. Okay. Well, he's Mr. Smiley. And of course, The Walking Dead just throws a hammer down on that. Always. <laughs> you can't don't, smile. Don't be,
1: con- don't be confident. Don't say we're going to win. Don't yeah. say we're not going to lose anybody.
2: Dude. <laughs>
1: I've never watched the show.
2: <laughs> one of the criticisms I had early on was well, they're doing these strategies, and the strategies seem a little silly. Like, let's walk our people in as bait, and somehow th- that will position the saviors perfectly so that our other people that are hiding can shoot all of them, and nobody of our people will get hurt uh it just seemed pretty unlikely but then i think that was kind of the point that i mean it was supposed to be a good strategy though and didn't seem like it to me but the point was that okay they've lived this charmed existence for the whole episode and you're meant to think that uh his unwavering optimism is, is and faith is what leads him there and carol is sort of coming around on him and and She's inspired by him And she's nodding And she's smiling too And I'm thinking All right This is a start of a romance And then They just get Totally massacred At the end And that That's what Sort of made it Um Horrifying for one thing But also Okay I can kind of see Their charm Charmed Charmed Oh massacred That That was the idea of it So that was pretty effective At least
1: What Um What do you think What's your prediction With uh With what's gonna happen to that Who's gonna live or Mm -hmm. Who's gonna live who's gonna die
2: (sighs) Man I mean I think Carol
1: and Ezekiel are dead
2: No I think they're both (laughs) alive And people jumped in to save Ezekiel His people I think It was hard to see right Yes
1: but it does look like A bunch of people threw themselves on King Ezekiel
2: Yeah and so uh, My fear is that Jerry will die i know i i don't want that that would be awful don't I'm let hitting, that happen
1: i'm pounding my desk right now i'm sorry
2: i hope i'm wrong about that i i really don't want that to happen but no that's nobody my fear. wants that. um nobody but some of those that. other uh kingdom guys who we don't really know yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> they're richards yeah no if you guys are listening I i'm sorry <laughs> Any <of> you guys?
1: <laughs> All life is precious. Blah blah blah. Blah blah
2: blah. What about you? What do you think? Same thing, pretty
1: um, much. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to kill King Ezekiel and Carol,
2: but it will definitely change Ezekiel because he's been so optimistic, and I think it's going to puncture his balloon a little bit. And yep. I also wonder. I, I really did feel like they were setting this up as a relationship between Carol and Ezekiel, but yep. I could see Carol going, oh, no, no, I, I was starting to believe in you, but you were totally wrong.
1: We'll see. I, I mean, he wasn't totally wrong. They, they were doing great up until that moment.
0: Up until and, they and, weren't.
1: Yeah, up until they weren't. <laughs> up until they weren't. And we don't know how bad it really is because they cut that fast. I know. So we we don't really know what it's gonna bring.
2: Yeah. It did look bad. It didn't look good. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you're right. We really we really don't know. All right, what's your number two?
1: All right, my number two was um the zombies in this episode had some great scenes. And it's just a they little did? reminder that this is still a zombie show, after all. And I thought the um, Zeds falling down the hill was like one of my favorite things in the whole world. I loved it so much. Uh, And we know that zombies are slow and dumb, but uh, it also must be noted that they are clumsy. And they have a hard time with hills (laughs) and they just naturally fall down them. And so I love that. um, I love that they were falling down. I love that they were being shot and coming down. And um, I loved around that time you saw a particularly skeletal zombie um, eating the bald head of a savior. And I loved that because it was just amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that the that. Zombie looked amazing. I don't know if they're just getting skinnier and skinnier and skinnier people to play the zombies, but wow, that one looked incredible. Or if it was all CG, I don't know. It was right. great.
2: Yeah. I forgot about that for some reason, but I agree. I thought, oh, maybe not don't walk on the low ground too much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like a bowl. <laughs>
1: It is, but the zombies can't navigate, apparently, going down steep hills. They fall. No,
2: exactly. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't yeah. be down there where they might fall on you. <laughs> well, the saddest zombie is my number two. Oh. And that's Eric.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and that whole segment. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to say that seemed the most. Purely moving and well done to me Where I didn't have too many complaints Except I did have one complaint And that is that Okay, here's Aaron And Eric has an a entry wound and an exit wound And yeah. he, I think he mentioned last week or, or this week We could take you to the doctor At, at Hilltop, at Hilltop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric is like You need to go fight, win this war uh, Maybe they can spare one soldier right now Yeah To save your life They're like, winning you don't, you don't need to go fight you Right know? Take no. your boyfriend and help him. That that didn't seem like a foregone conclusion to me when Eric said, you know, this is the right thing to do. If I was uh, Aaron, I'd be like, no, fuck you. I'm taking you yes. to, to get you, you some help. Yes. That's what exactly. I would do. Exactly. Exactly.
1: M- and they didn't fight for that much longer. Right. And yeah, which yeah. also makes me think of maybe there was never any. I mean, maybe Eric just knew that, that he, he was, was dying die. Yeah. and that you yeah. know, there was no point even trying to get him any help.
2: But then they should have said that, you know, it's like Aaron should have fought back. No, I'm going to help you. And Eric should have been like, you can't help me. <laughs> it's too
4: late. You can't
1: help me. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to sit here and die alone at, by a tree. I don't <laughs> know. I, I, I think that that he sort of did that to maybe maybe send Aaron away so that um you, I don't he know. Didn't. What do I know?
2: No, I, I kind of understand what you're saying just to not. But I, but anyway, all the interactions between them. Like yes. when um, Aaron said, I'm so sorry. And Eric, in a lot of pain, still had the wherewithal to be sarcastically scold him. Were you the one who shot me? Which yeah, was, was funny, really right? sweet. Yeah. And it loving. and
3: Sweet and
1: funny. And, yeah, and they great. played it so
2: well together. They and, did. And, and, They've been and,
1: one of. I, they're one of my favorite couples. They yeah. really are. Ever since Aaron um, was looking for license plates for Eric um, back in. Like when we first, do you remember when we first met Aaron? He was like, "Oh, I have to get a license plate," and remember they were collecting the whole country. Do you remember yeah.
0: that?
1: Yeah, it's I think so, so yeah. sweet. I mean, and that was a couple of seasons ago. It looked like yeah. a, it felt like a real relationship.
2: Absolutely, and yeah, it, I think um, when we very first met Eric, his his ankle was twisted or something, and <clears throat> yes, was right, sort of reminiscent of that. Him taking care of him. Uh, but Jordan Woods Robinson plays Eric and he's just a sweet guy. And I thought he did an amazing job in this episode. Good yep. episode. Good way to go out, dude. You, you killed it. Literally. He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: he
2: he was good at acting like he was in pain and then both of them just showing their love for each other. And it was just a heartbreaking. And then seeing him off in the distance with um, Ross mm. Marquand playing Aaron, just breaking down. And he goes, Eric's, Eric's dead and some people are saying well we didn't get a good look at him do we really know if that's Eric uh Aaron knew that was him
1: and he had he had a coat tied um around his waist the zombie did so yeah that was also another tell that it was Eric
2: yeah I don't really think there's supposed to be any mystery about that I think it was no. just seeing him off in the distance yeah. was um like up uh, he's going to join his people that's what it seemed like to me and now <laughs> he's, he's going to live us now.
1: he's, <laughs> he's going to live a rich full life as a zombie so he's going on to a second life it's sweet <laughs> um by the way i have to say um the zombie apocalypse is hard on our friends in the lgbt community um uh, <laughs> i mean god they, every time you get an amazing um same sex couple one of them dies it's annoying
2: yeah, but they don't really discriminate too much. I mean, there's plenty of hetero couples that have gotten the shaft. Too. That's
1: true, too. <laughs> in other words, couples get split up uh, yeah. in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's true, too.
2: Yeah. Family yeah, members, pretty much everybody's fucked. <laughs> I mean, look at Maggie. All her relatives are dead. Her husband. That's true. You know, Rick's wife is dead. Andrea's. Boyfriend was a psycho. (laughs) 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 So, um, I think one thing I thought, dude, if I was Aaron, I'd probably want to go and finish Eric off, though, because we don't know if they're eternally suffering. You know, if there's some vestige of their humanity deep down inside that's just suffering,
1: right. So, I would want to also, and I think he yeah. was trying to. And the guy came up to him and said, Oh we we've got to go." Yeah. But I'm like, no, you run over there. You you put a knife in his temple, and yeah. or or you know, I was thinking that he couldn't do that because that would be hard, and that his friend who came up to him, you know, hey, can you take care of the zombie for me? Thanks. Yeah. Walk, sorry, walk or whatever.
2: Yeah. What's a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> a zombie. <laughs> Uh, And then at the end As long as we're talking about Aaron I thought it was beautiful That he took the baby
1: Yeah
2: And that's why—that's really what Cemented in my mind that Oh you know what I like this episode Because it was just really heartbreaking for him to lose Eric And then for him to take that baby Was really touching And he lost a lover yep. and gained a child And he's going Life off to Hilltop now Yeah so that was all Maybe well he'll done.
1: raise He'll raise the baby
2: Yeah there's a little more On that possibility In our email section later Interesting mm-hmm. Groovy Okay your turn
1: Uh, My number one was actually Eric and Aaron Their farewell So we already discussed it
2: Okay mine was Gregory Which we covered Cool Notes Eight.
1: I don't have any notes. Not this time. I
2: have a few. So not much Negan in these episodes, none in this episode.
1: <laughs> yes, if by Yay. not much you mean none. Zero. And
2: I think that's a good idea. A little yeah. of him goes a long way and
1: He's a condiment much like cilantro.
2: And it's more impactful <laughs> to show restraint and his presence is felt anyways everywhere. Yes. And I, you know, I don't want to I want to see him again, but um they got to make his appearances really count. Yes. I liked when Tara, who I think, I I say she can suck it. (laughs) Her (laughs) point of view right now. But when she pretended to shoot the prisoners (sighs) as they were walking. Yes. It's just bang, bang. That was like cold and
0: interesting.
2: (laughs) I liked when Morales said that uh, Negan said, don't kill Rick, the widow or the king. And I was like, "Why would he choose those three? It seems like Rick and Maggie make sense because he's had personal experiences with them." But um, they're the leaders. Why Ezekiel? Yeah, I guess it's just because they're they're the the leaders of all the
1: encampments. Yeah, although it'd be hard, unless you had photos, it would be hard to tell who those three people are just by those descriptions. It's not like Ezekiel wears a crown or Maggie is in a black shroud. Or, I mean, how would they know who they were? They must have photos. Mm. They must, like, uh, Negan must have pinned up their um, pictures, their Polaroids on a mm-hmm. um, cork board and said, This is the widow. This is the king. No. And this is-
2: because when Morales saw Rick, he goes, hey, You're the Rick from Alexandria. So he didn't oh. know.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: No. I don't know. That's the same way that um, Shiva knows who to kill and who not to kill. <laughs> Flashcards <laughs> So then uh, it was. I guess Rick is Documenting the war with the Polaroids
1: For the newsletter That he's going to publish <laughs> The
2: <laughs> zine <laughs> the,
1: the, the Alexandria zine does
2: that, yeah. <laughs> Read all about it oh. <laughs> Eric dead For <laughs> <laughs> his obit so, um, that I guess that's it, yeah, I felt bad for the guy that Daryl killed at the end,
1: yeah, I did too. Scared they had a deal, guy. man, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, the weapons were taken to the western outpost, or whatever he said, and um, by the way, and why shoot uh, uh why shoot like a dummy at Rick and Daryl anyway, if you're cowering behind the tree uh if when the guys are like, we." We know it's just one of you behind the tree. Come out, and okay. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, The whole thing was rather pointless. And he's a bad shot, and uh, and then he got shot by Daryl. So
2: yeah, but it's it's impactful to see Daryl just fuck it. I don't care. Pick him off like
1: fleas. Yeah.
2: And I just can't yeah. say enough how much I like Jesus in this. He's really yes. living up to his namesake
1: yes 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 exactly by the way I think it was funny when you said on last week's episode that um, you know he's about as big as an elf (laughs) (laughs)
2: he's tiny he said nothing's permanent except impermanence I guess I love that I do too I think people get stuck on things needing to be a certain way because of traditions but there's always things are always in flux and then no matter what they've done, they're people. There's many kinds of danger, many kinds of dying. I've killed, you've killed, but we don't execute. That was Right, right. We just had a lot of good. There. Oh, and this was yeah. my favorite. Oh, I already said it. There's war and then there's peace. We're going to have to live with these people after. We're going to have to find a way to peace.
1: And you <clears throat> don't kill people who surrender.
2: So next season, Jesus will just be going around killing everybody probably.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then some new character will be trying to convince I can't, him
1: because i can't think of another storyline yeah yeah maybe Come morgan on. will
2: be back to his peaceful ways and they'll fight again <laughs> what did you think Can of I? that fight
1: uh oh the uh, fight between jesus and morgan yeah it was fabulous it was a uh, very crouching tiger i enjoyed it um
2: they i were... thought it was a little disjointed cuz they kept they didn't show it all together you know they kept cutting off and going to other things and also the action was a little close up so it was kind of hard to see what was going on sometimes parts of it were really cool but i would have rather seen a wider angle view of them fighting
1: i was okay with it because um i love that jesus kept saying are we done yet yeah <laughs> and and i got the feeling that maybe neither of them neither of them wanted to really hurt Go the other out. one yeah. yeah Even you know, Morgan yeah probably not mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah maybe if Morgan had gone full out Maybe Jesus would have Been hurt
1: maybe
4: mm-hmm.
2: Okay A- anything else That's good that is it man Alright let's take our little customary break There's more to come stay with us Jesus hey. all right we're back it's time to talk about our second sponsor and that is casper casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time they now have three mattress models they have the original casper the wave and the essential and all of these are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry Not to mention, they also have this breathable design that helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And the best is the convenience. It's delivered right to your door in this really small box. And it just kind of, when you open it, it kind of expands out of the box. And uh, it's free shipping and free delivery and everything like that.
1: Which one do you have?
2: I've got the original because when I got it, that was the only one they had.
1: Yeah. And you love it.
2: The free shipping and returns, that's to the US and Canada. And, you know, when you buy a mattress, it seems like a big thing. And do you really want to send away in the mail for that or send, send away over the internet for it? But Casper has a 100 night risk free sleep on it trial so they'll send it to you and then you can sleep on it for up to 100 nights and then if you don't like it you can send it back at no cost to you so this is great it's better than what you can get at a mattress store because you actually get to try this thing out and see if you like it see if you actually get a good night's sleep on it i did that and i got a great night's sleep in fact it's probably the best mattress i've ever had jenny loved it and i'm happy to recommend it to you guys
1: wonderful
2: so start sleeping ahead of the curve with casper you get fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash twdc and using the code twdc at checkout that's casper.com slash twdc offer code twdc for fifty dollars off your mattress purchase terms and conditions apply thanks casper
1: Thanks, Casper.
2: You know what? I would really love to hear from any of you guys who've gotten one of these. And also, if any of you are sort of on the fence, you've been thinking about getting a new mattress, um, I totally encourage you to try this out if you're you know, thinking, you know what? Maybe I should try that. It's no risk. And I swear, it's super, super comfortable. So go to the website, check it out, see if you feel inspired. And definitely, if you did... Get one of these. Um, write to us and let us know your experience. I know Duncan got one and he raves about it. He didn't use our code, but he did get one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Duncan, you know, and you're a picky mattress guy. You're like Absolutely. you are. You are like of one all of the people pickiest. I kn- yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh-huh. that I know that about you. Yeah. And if you like it, it I to feel my own like...
2: detriment, because when I go out of town for Walker Stalker I can't sleep. Oh. And Oh. every hotel had Casper
1: God, Casper mattresses yeah yeah. alright hotels listen up when, you, <laughs> okay. when you're changing out your uh, mattresses in the future use our Casper uh,
2: mattress code DWDC.
3: right <laughs> obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens the people it kills get up and tip are they slow moving chief yeah they're dead they're all messed up this is a
0: walking deadcast news update
2: Okay, first, on a conference call with Wall Street analysts to talk about AMC's latest earnings, AMC CEO Josh Sapan said, quote, the use of the word franchise, we don't take lightly. It's not a sloppy or casual word. We've studied the best. Some have been around 30, 40, 50 years. We have a chance for a lot of life in the franchise. (laughs) Sapan said the franchise is in great shape and the people who are managing that great shape are motivated. He said gaming, merchandising, and virtual reality represent New revenue horizons for the franchise, so he's thinking of the Walking Dead, like like Star Trek or going Marvel superheroes, or
1: yeah, or ever and
2: not. I mean, th- this tells me it's not about necessarily the Walking Dead series going on for fifty years, but to spin off into other properties. You know, yeah, um, and and I just think I don't know, man. The fact that these same themes keep coming up you know i would feel more inclined to think there's um there's potential for different stories with different groups if i I don't know it just seems too limited to me the zombie apocalypse
1: yeah i know i know
2: like star wars that's a whole universe of different stories you can tell or there's but,
1: only so many yeah. you can tell with these little communities yeah they need to expand or do something if they really want to continue otherwise pick pick a, a time and and say we're going to work towards you know three more seasons or whatever and yeah. work towards that
2: I feel like this is kind of like a guitar hero do you know about that no it's those uh, plastic guitars. Oh yeah, I know what Guitar Hero is. Yeah. yeah, and a few years ago, there was Guitar Hero and Rock Band, and they just started coming out with the Beatles. Uh, yeah, Rock Band, and uh, or was that Guitar Hero? Rock Band, and uh, you know every hard rockin' and all this drum set, and that every song that came out, they'd put it on there, and it just collapsed under its own weight. All of a sudden, everybody just stopped playing it. It was like they uh, drove it into the ground. Oh, it yeah. was a huge fad. And it, it, it kind of feels like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I should be more like Ezekiel. And yet I smiled. There were four <laughs> Walking Dead shows.
1: <laughs> Even Karen is smiling. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and by the way, I love that they're like, this franchise, there's, everything is great about it. There's nothing wrong. And meanwhile, a giant lawsuit is pending.
2: Yeah, and the ratings are um, definitely yeah. going down. They're they're still yeah. great, but they're definitely Not going in, the, in great. the downward direction. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be pessimistic. You know, we're supposed to be um, a Walking Dead fan podcast, and we are. We but are. I, I really want um, this to stay like sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I've said this so many times, but like with Breaking Bad, you know, it ended. And in my heart, it's amazing. And if something overstays its welcome, then it might be tarnished. And I don't want to see Walking Dead get tarnished. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Okay. Next from Superman homepage, AMC visionary Robert Kirkman's secret history of comics is this new documentary series spearheaded by Kirkman that begins airing on November 12th and 13th. So I guess there's two episodes, two nights in a row on AMC. And it mixes interviews and fully scripted dramatic recreations to look at key moments in the history of comics.
1: Fantastic.
2: It's interesting. Uh, the November 20th episode, The Trials of Superman, traces the journey of the legal perils faced by Superman creators Joe Schuster Sh- and Jerry Siegel. So I'm definitely going to check this out because I love comics.
1: Yes, you do. And yeah, that's see. super interesting. By the way, speaking of comics, have you seen Thor? Right. Yeah, I did. Was it good? It
2: was awesome.
1: I've heard so many good things I about it. it. I can't yeah. wait.
2: To You'll see love that. it. It's it's really fun and it's funny and yeah, you're gonna love it.
1: Well, the the director is the guy behind what we do in the shadows. Yeah. and so I'm very much looking forward to it. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah.
2: You got. It. I might I might go see it again. Yay. <laughs> uh, and then finally, Telltale Games' The Walking Dead series. All 19 episodes published so far is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as part of this single package titled The Walking Dead, The Telltale Series Collection. That includes seasons one, two, and three, as well as the anthology 400 Days and three-part Michonne miniseries. And it's going to have a visual upgrade for previous seasons. And it's going to be released December 5th digitally and on disc at $49.99. And I'm pretty sure the reason why they're doing this is uh, they're, I don't know if you knew this, but they announced that they're only doing one more final season of that game.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: So season three had Clementine played by Melissa. Yes, as, our friend. As only a supporting character. She was not the main character. Uh. And I think um, the fans were like, we love Clementine, come on, we want yeah, more Clementine. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, they, so they're so they doing a, a final game with her as the lead uh, character.
1: That's great.
2: Yeah. And uh, I imagine that if it sells like crazy, that it will be the quote final chapter and then there'll be a new chapter or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds
1: right. Yep.
2: But Melissa was saying it would be awesome if they just pivoted to an animated series after that yes and that she could do the voice wouldn't that be <gasps> awesome
1: that would be fantastic <laughs> yeah. yes please
2: yeah i would love it i'm sure there would be a lot of people and in fact if you guys like that idea tweet it to at skybound and see if we can get something going I, i'm gonna tweet that too animated great. series with clementine
1: friend of the pod <laughs> so to speak
2: okay your turn to do an ad
1: All right, I'm going to talk about something that I love, which is texture. So have you ever walked by a newsstand, say at an airport, because I know you've been flying a lot lately, Jason, and seen a stunning magazine cover that makes you want to stop and peek inside?
2: Yeah, sometimes I walk by that newsstand and I'm like, I wish I had all these magazines in my pocket.
1: (laughs) And then you remember that you have the texture app.
2: Yeah, I do have them in my backpack.
1: I freaking love the Texture app. With the Texture app, not only do you get to peak, but you get the entire magazine plus unlimited access to over 200 additional premium titles like Time, The Atlantic, The New Yorker, and Wired. And right now you can get Texture for free. So just imagine having all of your favorite magazines and their back issues and their back issues anytime, anywhere. To start your Texture free trial, go to texture.com slash deadcast. And if you choose to continue, podcast listeners will get Texture for just $9.99 per month. That's over 30% off their listed price. And there are also great gift options available for the holiday season. And I love that they say that because it is an amazing thing to get anybody mm-hmm. who has uh, a phone or or a pad, and they look amazing on phones and pads. And so all you need to do is go to texture.com slash deadcast to start your free trial today. That's texture.com slash deadcast. And that's it.
2: Texture's incredible. And I, I they're one of our uh, returning advertisers. They keep coming back to us. And I, I don't know, but I think maybe it's because... They um, can tell that we genuinely really like their yes. product. It's so cool. And it's it's so much fun to try out because I, I've said this before, but it feels like you're a kid in a candy store where it you does. open up this app, you see all these little thumbnails of of your favorite magazines, and you just tap on one and you can be reading it right there. It's like, um, I don't know, it's like... You get to go, it's like if you got to go on a shopping spree or something like that. Just take any magazine you want, any other, yeah. Ones you want. Oh, they so have I so highly recommend many, checking it out.
1: They have all the good ones, too. Yeah, they
0: do. Uh, I, I
2: was just reading Entertainment Weekly um, yesterday. There's some which you movie love. about crazy rich Asians coming out, but uh, there was a, a thing about The Last Jedi in there and all kinds of good stuff.
1: Ah, so cool.
2: <clears throat> okay. Now it's time for Lister Moans, Groans, and
0: Grunts. Uh. (laughs) All
1: right. Our first one comes from Jillian Moreau, who writes Freaking Gregory, that rat bastard. I wish Maggie would have turned him away. Let him fend for himself for a change.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I understand that impulse, but I just want to see. He's like an agent of chaos. Yes. To me, not, I mean, yes. uh, obviously, I find him very amusing, but also just add him into any situation and it's going to destabilize it. So that's <laughs> yes. good drama. <clears throat> John Ben says, I hate to say it, guys, but I have a feeling something very, very bad is about to happen. It's dun, always dun, happening. Dun. Yeah, (laughs) things are all just all messed up. Rick is confused if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Daryl is all business cleaning up his messes. Morgan is trying to clear and get stopped by the quote moral and merciful Jesus. This all smells like disaster. I can't remember a time when so many characters were struggling with who they were as people and what they believed in. I really like the last few episodes. Kind of like when you say "screw it" and eat the whole pint of ice cream, but then you <laughs> think maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I think Rick and crew will realize that too. Yeah, I wonder what he thinks is bad. Is is? I mean, I don't disagree, but yeah, that's a good that's a good message, John. Thanks.
1: Next one comes from Robin Cooper Smith Simon, who writes: "This is my favorite episode so far this season. Love the fight between Morgan and Jesus. Glad Baby Gracie was saved." I didn't love the first two episodes until I listened to the podcasts, and you guys really did make me like them more, and I was excited for tonight, and it didn't disappoint. I knew Ezekiel was getting too cocky, though. God, yeah. The speech is about, and we will take them at the first outpost, and then our second victory will lead to our third, and yeah,
2: we, we, yeah.
1: we knew he was coming.
2: I didn't. I should have, though, in hindsight. You know, you'll know, you know we failed when we start getting mail that says I really love the episode until I listen to your podcast
1: <laughs> And then you brought me down, <laughs> bastards Yeah, uh, that's coming
2: Uh-huh Brad Holt says Oh my God, what an exciting and heartbreaking episode I cringed every time King E pointed out that they had lost no one Knew that ambush had to be coming Ugh Rock, Ross Marquand and Jordan Woods Robinson both gave amazing and moving performances tonight Bravo to them Hated to see Morales go so quickly. I hoped he would join the good guys, but I don't blame Daryl for taking him out. I do.
1: <laughs> Bolt to the head. <laughs> I guess
2: not. He had a gun to Rick's head. So,
1: yeah, yeah. It's debatable. Terrence Shelton writes um, I felt like Morales was Rick's season one conscious coming back to remind him how far away from officer friendly he'd become. Morgan and Jesus were the overt examples but there's tension building in rick on his buddy daryl's behavior yep
2: yeah Yep. that'll be interesting to see how that plays out ashley Brittany pierce said it was amazing the tension between jesus and morgan is so visceral i think it's a good representation of how the audience must feel torn between being quote the good guys and being realistic the eternal struggle on this show (laughs) <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it yeah you can be good or be realistic or be realistic <laughs>
1: mm, I guess mm. we know how Ashley feels
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rebecca Louise says absolutely loved it the season is just getting better and better with every episode I think scrapping the bottle episodes and focusing on the main core of characters keeping it exciting and interesting yeah that's true Whereas last season, I found myself often wanting to reach for my phone before the end of the episodes, <laughs> Not, but not this season. Tonight's episode also made me utter a phrase I that I never, ever in all my life thought I would ever say. Fuck off, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all those years of Sunday Sound school clip. clearly <laughs> didn't have the desired effect. Yeah, that was a hard one to actually say. But what? but uh she it sounds like what she meant was um she didn't agree with our friend um jesus's
2: yeah yeah as usual there's varying opinions in the crowd uh melissa neal says overall it was a pretty good episode damn our people can get some shit done it kind of breaks my heart to see them killing so many people though especially daryl i don't know if he'll ever be the same you won't (laughs) (laughs)
1: Laney <laughs> Mizell um, says, definitely living up to the hype. Best season yet. I caught myself conflicting between my views. Some of the saviors running and I'm screaming, just shoot them. <laughs> to me, screaming at Daryl for killing the lone savior made me recheck my morals a bit. Ha ha. Hmm.
2: Kristen Hal says, Daryl is gone right now. I think he got triggered seeing that jail cell and all his humanity for the moment has left. When Aaron and Rick were deciding who should take Gracie, Daryl just stared at the middle distance without emotion or recognition of anyone around him. If uh-huh. he and Morgan were to get together right now, nothing would be left alive.
1: <laughs> and mm-hmm. and Tara, if Tara was with I them know. too.
2: Yeah, all, they should send all three of them off on a mission where <laughs> right. it, it's just to get Negan or something.
1: Yeah, they'll just be killing machines, right? Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't miss when they fired. Mm-hmm. Claire Johnson says, I don't don't care for murder, Daryl. He didn't have to kill uh, Todd, and Rick promised. No, I do not care for it one bit.
2: (laughs) And Paik Allen says, nonstop action. I'm liking it. Glad Rick went back for Gracie, and Daryl was straight savage giving no fucks this week. (laughs) Heartbroken for Aaron, but guilty that I'm a little excited because Eric was my who dies first guest. Does that count? Sounds like talking confirmed it. Talking dead. Oh yeah, I didn't talk about that, but um, yeah. I think we're going to say that if you picked Eric, you are eligible to win. Although let's give it another week just to make sure, because we saw him off in the distance and everything. But I, I'm going to say if we whether we get um if we don't get any contra indications next week, we'll just presume that eric is the first one to go and then i will randomly pick um a name or i guess three names from whoever guessed that because a lot of people guessed eric he was Does a that popular sense? pick. Mm-hmm. yeah so next week if unless we uh, learn yes. any different we'll assume that he's he's the one
1: he's the one mm-hmm. great jenny Berghofer says i'm so glad they grabbed baby gracie on the way out as long as they did that we can still convince ourselves that we are rooting for the good guys right
2: Right. Great. Right. <laughs> it makes a huge difference for me. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it puts him back square in the um in the camp of being a dark character but still good-hearted, I right. guess. Right. Whereas if he hadn't done that, it would be like, "Oh, you just took a, a turn. You're going to hell." Okay, here's some emails This is from Katie Sermo from Rockford, Illinois Jason, I just loved your episode 2 The Damned Review And having Abby and Mark I loved her We have the same train of thought When you two come to California Make sure you stop at Stumptown Coffee Roasters Best coffee ever I've never been there Check it out I had a little insight that wasn't brought up On last week's episode The girl in episode 1 Mercy Is that Judith? Or is that Gracie? she's talking about the yep. flash forward with the yep. girl that came and talked to Rick uh-huh. Judith or whoever she was, was holding a stuffed bunny in the uh-huh. flash forward scene when she was walking to Rick saying daddy in the room yep. where Rick just realized he killed the father of this baby. There was the same bunny in Gracie's crib.
1: That's right. Did you know that?
2: Well, yeah. Cause I read this email.
1: I mean, it was a big deal on the internet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. So there's a chance that, uh, the little girl in the flash forward was baby Gracie, which right. begs the question, Oh, then where's Judith?
1: Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, exactly. But maybe Maybe
2: Judith took Gracie's bunny. And the next scene we're gonna see, Gracie comes like, give me my bunny back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that little girl that we saw was Judith though.
2: Yeah, I I, I do too. I mean, for one thing she called Rick Daddy. Yeah. But I guess Gracie maybe somehow could have ended up being raised by Rick.
1: There's more than one bunny in the world, too, people. (laughs) uh, You know, I think it was just like they have so many props. They, You know, they have a finite number of props, little kids dragging around. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. This next one comes from Priscilla Mendoza, who writes, Hey, guys, started listening to your podcast a year ago, and not to be dramatic, but I would get bitten for you. So sweet. I am a Patreon supporter and would like to continue to support you in any way I can. Since the holiday season is coming into full swing, I wanted to ask about your Amazon link and make sure I can still use it. About 90% of my gift shopping is done there and I'd like to help you guys out while I'm doing it. I'm just trying to ask if it's still ready to use so I can begin. Lots of love and positive vibes to you. Your Walking Dead discussions really help me out with my anxiety and in a life so busy some days... Your voices are the only ones I hear from the outside world, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you guys very much. Keep up the amazing work you're doing. Gosh, that's so nice. Thanks, Priscilla. Yeah, that's
2: thank you. Lovely. Yeah. Just being nice and saying we helped her and wanting to support financially. All amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, the Amazon link works, and it's good timing because people are starting to do or continuing to do their holiday shopping. So if you go to walkingdeadcast.com dot com slash Amazon or just type that in walkingdeadcast.com dot com slash Amazon, it'll take you to Amazon dot com, and then whatever shopping you do in that session will get a small percentage of it. But it's all the same prices, so you don't pay any extra. So anyone who does that, we totally appreciate it. Helps out.
1: And you out. can you can make that a link. Uh, you know regularly yeah, bookmark you, or whatever yeah it yeah it's really it's really nice mm-hmm. and thanks and to nice. everyone
2: who's already doing that I know a bunch of you are okay we have a couple of calls we have a couple of calls this is from Rob
0: um hey Jason and Karen uh, this is Rob I actually have just started listening to your podcast maybe about a month ago and I actually binge watched binge listen my bed. Uh, <laughs> pretty much the whole series in about a month, yeah, I work here at a little office, and you know what? I, I don't listen to music all the time, so I listen to the alls podcast, and keeps me going. It's pretty good. Anyways, what I wanted to say, um, yeah, I thought yesterday's episode was pretty good, um, action packed, and I liked it, and honestly, I just wanted to say that, um, my dad and I literally laughed out loud once, uh, Daryl shot Morales. I mean, <laughs> he's been gone for eight seasons, no, eight or seven seasons, whatever. And um, only to have him killed off like that after only coming out for like what was like maybe a minute of screen time. But yeah, um, that's what I wanted to say. And um, thank you guys. And uh, keep up the good work. And here's my best uh, zombie or walker impression. <sighs> thank you. I love you guys.
1: Love you too, Rob. That's pretty good. That was like zombie classic. Uh,
2: thank you. Yeah. He I guess he listened to all the episodes. That's not That's saying.
1: Awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. That's so next great. Dude.
2: What did, he, wait, now what did he say? He said, Oh yeah, that he, they laughed at Morales coming back. I kind of I was shocked. I was like, okay, here he's gonna be a cast member. Oh, dead. Oh <laughs> he's been in, he's been invited to the next Walker Stalker. They're like, <laughs> Oh, we take back the invitation. <laughs> 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 was that
1: was that cast member at the Walker Stalker uh, Atlanta
2: no I don't know
1: they, they've got all kinds of cast members there
2: they tend to invite cast members who are either current or huge but uh-huh. you know if you had a smaller part after a while you they kind of drop off the roster yeah because they only have slots for so many people so many people so he's never been to one but he's coming to New Jersey which is coming up in a month or so here Okay. And one more call from Patricia from San Diego.
0: Hey guys, this is Patricia from San Diego. Thanks for another great podcast. I love Jason and Karen and I love Mark and Abby, uh, Mark and Abby, one of my best friends is from Bolton. So it was really nice to hear your voices. Um, gave me a little bit of friendship from there and you're welcome to stay with me in California too. If you come this way, um, I had another question that you guys didn't really talk about. Um, this old Rick situation With the flash forward Isn't it only like Four years later <laughs> Why are they making him into old Rick That is my
1: question from last week Thanks bye it, it, The zombie apocalypse really ages you
2: <laughs> It does <laughs> look did, at Andrew. Lincoln. Did you
1: uh, ever see pictures Of presidents before they took office And after <laughs> they left office Like the four years eight years pictures Oh yeah, my god it's true. They all look like they were run over by a truck. It's kind of the same thing.
2: the The thing is, uh, his he has a cane, and I that's usually a symbol of an old man. But I think it, in his case, it's because he was hurt. You know. Yes. It's and not because he's old, but it, it makes you think of an old man. <laughs> so he, whether or not he's old is uh, He's got this cane And that I think is just Because he's been hurt And then his beard is really long And it's white So um, that's an old man thing And I think you might sort of have a point there But his face didn't look wrinkled So I, don't, I think um, it's a little confusing Because the long white beard and the cane Is typically for an old man But I don't think they're trying to say He's an old man I think they're just trying to say That he's hurt and his beard grew you know, yeah, because his face doesn't look old. Hmm. But anyways, um, I also wonder if Patricia she invited Mark and Abby to stay with her in San Diego, but does that mean that you and I would not be invited to stay with her? Or
1: apparently not. Would,
2: okay, just we're to make
1: we're sure. not as adorable as Mark and Abby, <laughs> who would no. probably like get up and harmonize, uh, "Good morning" to her. I
2: know. <laughs> good
1: morning, good Patricia. Morning. I mean, they would probably and sing to her all day long.
2: If we did that, they'd just say, get out.
4: Get out. (laughs) Get out. out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's it for our portion of the show, but now we have Comic Talk with Mr. Blog and Gracie Liu, and they will be, if I'm not mistaken, covering tonight's episode and also last week, so take it away, guys.
3: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Comic Talk. I'm Mr. Blog. And I'm Grace. And we're here to talk about the latest episode of The Walking Dead. Grace, what's it called again? Monsters, right? Monsters, I believe, yes. And also, we're going to talk about The Damned, last week's episode, because, well, Walker Stalker Con happened. We were traveling. Things were ill-timed, yada, yada, yada. We're here now. We're going to talk about both episodes. Grace, start us up with something from the comic that (laughs) matches the show.
4: Well, I think the main similarity between um, the comics and the TV show with the last two episodes was the fact that Eric was shot. Yep. It was done differently in the comic. He was shot in the head and died immediately in Aaron's arms. In the TV show, he gets shot in the abdomen. It's a long, drawn-out death. He has time to say goodbye to Aaron and whatnot, but... End result is that he is dead.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And in in the book, Aaron... it really strengthens his resolve. You know, yes. this makes him like just flat out like, okay, here we go. You know? Um, so I don't know. Hopefully that's going to play out the same way, but uh, a lot of battle sequences and everybody kind of going through the outposts and these kinds of mm-hmm. things that, you know, happens in the book, certainly not the same way. Um, but we do see that progression of them just being badasses and just moving on and moving on and moving on. Uh, what else do you, pick out from this one?
4: Um, Well, I think Gregory returns to the hilltop and is greeted there by Maggie Uh, plays out a little bit differently, but she does let him in, in both the comic and the show. (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately, in the show, she's already punched Gregory. So we don't get that scene. Um, This is where that scene happens in the comic. And it was a wonderful, wonderful scene. But of course, they did that earlier (laughs) in the show. So I guess it would be a bit redundant.
3: (laughs) And in this part of the comic, we have the Holly thing going on, which we still don't have any resolution, at least in terms of what's going on with Father Gabriel. So that's still hanging out there. That's still... You know, out there, we don't know what's going to happen with it, and we we don't know what's going to happen with Negan, and what's going on at the sanctuary, and all of that is, of course, going on uh, in the book as well as this is progressing. Now, I'd say the the last thing that I can really immediately think of is the way the show ended off
4: mm-hmm. with with Ezekiel
3: with Ezekiel and the kingdom just being bruka 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 down, uh, everybody being mowed down and. Things going really bad. That is pretty much identical to the book, right?
4: Yeah, I thought we would get a little further into the Ezekiel storyline, but they kind of did it backwards um, from how they did in the comic, where we get to see his victories and then you know this defeat, or where it kind of starts out as the defeat. If I remember in the correctly. book, yeah, mm-hmm. in the book, um, we get some narrative about something about how he took. Uh, he found. He realized he was lucky. All the the wins were kind of more luck than anything, or something like that. Um, and so it starts out with the defeat, and he's holding. Well, I believe the body of Richard, who's just been shot.
3: Yeah, but it also specifically, it's it is there at the end. But that narration is him ruminating on these kinds yes, of things. Yes, kind of
4: takes you through <clears throat> some of the earlier. So I think so it's we're kind of flip flopped.
3: It, it it is, and this is I remember. Oh, you know, I really do have such fond memories of going back sorry, a little wistful here again. <laughs> uh back to the early days of Under the Comic Covers on on The Walking Dead cast, and we were talking specifically about the this issue, and I'm looking at the one with that's probably gonna come up next episode or maybe in a couple episodes with Ezekiel, you know, running away in the in the standpipe and everything. Just it looked so wistful and and like a fairyland sort of thing and especially with the narration it's a great issue of the book and it is it is I remember that one so vividly so I I, I can't wait to see how they're gonna play that one out it's I think it might hurt me at least and
4: I I feel like this is really where they started or at least a little more developing Ezekiel as like a real person. Um, you know, we get tastes yeah. of it in the comic yeah. earlier. So I'm really hoping that happens in the show. Cause we still all have, have that kingdom speech, which drives me absolutely crazy in the show. So if they get a little bit past that, I wouldn't, I would yeah, not complain. I, so <laughs>
3: I, I really would have expected the show to start minimizing some of that. Like maybe when he's talking to Carol, it, at least he can pop out a character instead of yeah, still maintaining because it's it. so
4: over the top for TV, it is, especially. It is, it is. I'm <laughs> yeah, kind of like, You Dude. have to actually hear it.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> I know, okay, fake it till you make it. That was cool. But I was just like, uh, not, uh yeah, I'm with you on that one. I really yeah. am. But I I love his performance. Well, I think this, I think this defeat
4: might uh, knock him off his throne a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But
3: we'll looking see. forward to it. So the one thing that was in the book that we did not get, and I really... I'm sad about it because you know how much I love the line. Mm-hmm. Is after uh, Maggie punches Gregory, she gives her old speech to everybody. At the hilltop, and she has a one great two-page splash where she says, "I believe in Rick Grimes." <laughs> yes. Now I've co-opted that, and I, I pretty much now use that for Black Science. Um, that's a Rick is Remender some
4: comic series, a, yes. a
3: Rick Remender book, which uh, we cover on Under the Comic Covers, part of the Podcast Network. Um, but I, I believe in Grant McKay. That's from Black Science. But I believe in Rick Rhymes. I love this moment again in the book, and it was it's. I don't know. I'm enj- I'm yeah. How are you well, feeling? about Well, maybe we'll get
4: it down the line a little bit.
3: I bet we'll maybe we will. Maybe we will. That'd be great. How are you feeling about the the adaptation thus far? Um,
4: I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, where some I felt like I was really a lot more involved in the fighting in the comic where in the TV show, I feel like we have too many characters that just won't die, you know? So we'll see. I mean, maybe I felt like that in the the comic too. I don't know, but um, yeah, just kind of mixed.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I see what you're (laughs) saying because we, we certainly have different things going on, but um, I, I've been enjoying it. I think it's, it's been fun, especially, I mean, this episode, this last one, there was very little for us to really discuss. And I mean, there's no Morales in the comic book. There's Mm -hmm. no Daryl in the comic. Um so there was a lot of things going on that that don't relate, but I thought it still had a, a great progression and uh I'm reminded how much in the book I always enjoy the act- action sequences they're usually mm-hmm. done very artfully usually not too straightforward um <clears throat> and although we haven't done this week's episode of under the comic covers for the walking dead issue 173 is it I think um really folks give it a listen it should be fun because there's some action sequence in that one as well so i look forward to talking about that we're late so grace (laughs) do you have anything else you want to throw out there about this episode of the walking dead nope
4: nope just looking forward to next week
2: all right that is our show episode 286 thanks so much for listening everybody
1: thanks everybody.
2: If you want to call us, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323.
1: You can email us at brains at podcastica.com.
2: And you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash deadcast.
1: And be sure to check out our other shows at podcastica.com.
2: Video games are super fun and super expensive. And once you bust open that plastic, you're stuck with it. That's why... Redbox lets you try out the hottest new games risk-free. Right now, you can rent Call of Duty World War II, Middle Earth Shadow of War, WWE 2K18, and a whole bunch more. And if you text DEADCAST to 727272, that's texting DEADCAST to 727272, you get a free one-night game rental. So everyone who plays games, please do that i want this is a new sponsor for us and this is a free game for you so if you're at all interested i would totally appreciate it if you would do it text redcast to 727272 you get a free one night game rental redbox is the smarter way to watch and play the offer expires december 31st 2017 subject to additional terms charges apply for additional nights payment card required and if you're not in text club redbox will send you an additional text with an invite to join their recurring alerts Message and data rates may apply for terms. Visit www.redbox.com/slash text club. And for the privacy policy, visit redbox.com/slash privacy. And thanks to Redbox for being our new sponsor.
1: Thanks, Redbox.
2: Next episode, season eight, episode four, entitled Some Guy.
1: (laughs) Is it really? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't even look. That's great. Some guy.
2: Hey, they meet some guy or some guy guy comes along. All right, that's our show.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening. Don't Don't get bit, Terrence Shelton. Shelton. (sighs) Terrence, getting bit all the time when we told you not to. Stop it, Terrence. God.